Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, lads. No intro today. Just didn't have time. This is going to be a short enough one. Um, everybody's going to be saying the same thing. Newcastle won Aston Villa nil. Um, a really bad performance. Um, I'm just going to get my soliloquy out of the way early. Uh, immediate reaction to that is um, poorly, poorly prepared team and a team of players who didn't look like they had didn't look like they had they were able to to take the game by the scuff of the neck. Midfield is a serious concern. Serious concern. Serious like unbelievably serious concern. Aston Villa of John Joe Shelby today they win pulling up at an absolute canter. Midfielders standing on top of each other's toes. Uh the 10s and the 8s were all looking for the same blade of grass. Um McGinn and and Louise were looked to me to be really unsure of where they, where they were even playing today. Um, they played a flat midfield. It looked like for a lot of times in the first half, midfield was flat, as in you you had Ramsey, Louise, McGinn straight across the middle. Um, and the two the two tens were coming back, and you just had five people standing on top of each other along with their five standing in midfield and we had no space we we had no space because we got in our own way so for me that is poor game planning that that that's what it looked like to me um Ollie Watkins unfortunately was not at the races today um he really wasn't you know no hold up play again we had no uh when we did hold up when he did hold up the play he fell down afterwards. Tough day at the office. Real tough day at the office for Ali Watkins. Um, his goal, I suppose, really looking at it, look, you know, if we go back to the clear and obvious piece again, you know, it just isn't. But look, we're not going to get those. Like, no team is going to get that decision. If there's any kind of any kind of discrepancy within the lines, it's not going to get that decision. Um, and 
ultimately frustrating day and a day whereby a day whereby you can't have an awful lot of excuses for an awful lot of things that went on. Newcastle didn't play us off the field. Newcastle were really well. They were really astute. They played really well. They, they, they stuck to their guns. They got a fortuitous goal. But we were just like, like it, there, was, there was no ingenuity. There was no creativity there. And it didn't look like we wanted to be creative either. Um, with big problems at centre forward and big problems in in, in the central midfield position. Um, and it's just being honest, you know. You come on, I come on team sheet tantrums beforehand, and I come on on preview shows, and and I try and, you know, I try and be a fan. I try and be somebody who sits there and makes the most of a sport at Aston Villa. I'm I'm sunshine and rainbows. I've no problem saying it. I'm sunshine and rainbows, and I did toy with the idea of coming on and being almost aggressive as aggressively frustrated as I wanted to be as I was watching that game wasn't pretty uh, I yeah um but it's not going to make any difference if I'm sitting here flapping my arms up and down uh to an echo chamber so but you still want to be honest you still want to be honest to yourself you want to be honest to people who, who take the time out to watch the podcast and we often say, listen, you know, we're not going to call out players, and we're not, but we're going to say players played poorly. You know, McGinn was quite poor today. Ali Watkins quite quite poor today. Um, I don't know what I don't know what Maddie Cash's role is in attack. He doesn't have like his role in attack is to get as high up the field as he possibly can, and then what's he do? He was playing against an injured Mankio today for. About 20 minutes, Mankiel got injured very early and let's say he stayed on for maybe about 15 minutes. He didn't drive it in once. Took the easy option, came back with the ball, kicked the ball off him, looking for a corner, stuff like that. You know, if we're going to be, if, if Aston Villa Football Club are going to get out of mediocrity in the middle of the table, we're going to need somebody to want to drive at him. You know, he Mankiel couldn't turn. Couldn't turn, he was injured. He was an injured player, but he didn't drive at him. And I'm not digging out Matty Cash. I'm just saying that as a collective performance today, there's just so many questions. So many questions. McGinn shouldn't have been booked, but I think his overall play was so-so. Um, and that's 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 our best. Our set pieces today, not great. Not great. And that's being uh, kind uh, to the whole situation. Um, that has me very deflated. That has me very deflated to the point um, because usually you would look at it and you'd say, X player or Y player was poor, but we were badly set up today. And that's what makes me more deflated was we came to St. James's Park and they didn't have to do much. They didn't have to do much at all. And we looked bad and we looked set up bad, um, which to me is the worrying part. Um, so I'm going to look at some of your comments there. We'll see. Uh, I will admit, I'm not going to read out anything that's maybe too <laughs> too frustrated, should I say. So I do apologize about that. We do have, you know, YouTube guidelines to stick within as well. Um, so, um, yeah, so apologies to anybody who may have 
put in anything that really wants to wanted to have it read out. But if it was too aggressive, unfortunately, I won't be able to read it out. Uh, Junior Bennett, geez, that was a hard watch. We got what we deserved, and I think so too. It's one of the first times I've looked at it, and you can talk about the VAR all you want, but like we don't even know that we deserve that VAR decision. Yeah, we attacked, we huffed and puffed. We seem to have this policy whereby we can't attack unless our fullbacks touch the ball at some stage during the attack, and it's really beginning to frustrate me. Really, really beginning to frustrate me. Um, uh, and this is another thing from David Kirkland. Why did the defence feel the need to go along all game? I'll tell you, there was there was two options. The defence actually had three options, and none of them were the right option for the way this team was set up today. And what that was, was you see Callum Chambers was the man who was tasked with striding out of out of the central defence. Now, that looks fine. It looks fine. But what it does is it makes you incredibly predictable with the ball. So if you have no pivot player, so we went flat in midfield today with um, Ramsey, Luis, McGinn. We went flat across the middle. We had no pivot player, which usually McGinn, or Ings, or Jesus, Luis plays. Um, so what that did, and we did, for, for periods of time, we opened up the middle of midfield as well against Leeds, as we saw with Mings running out. But Callum Chambers, or if Callum Chambers or, or Mings carries that ball forward, it gives him one of two options. He has, to, and both of them require him having to pass the ball brilliantly. Because where he goes, he leaves, like, he leaves a space behind him as well. And I'm not a huge fan of it. It makes you predictable because... What happens if you don't have that six there? If you don't have a pivot player? I'm not even saying it's a six. It could be a, a 10 coming deep to collect the ball, um, even if we keep our, our three eights across the middle of midfield. But it makes you too predictable that you either have to go wide to your fullbacks or you have to go straight up the middle. And then when do, both of those don't work, you're literally left with kick it up the field to Watkins, who, let's say, look, it just didn't work today. Didn't work for him at all. Dan, Dan Byrne just... Man, a match for a reason, so it's really frustrating. And you know what makes it even more frustrating for me as well is that you see John Joe Shelby play that position today and he played it brilliantly. And I said against Manchester United as well when Matic played that position. If Aston Villa have John Joe Shelby today, they'll win pulling up at a canter. They have no fear of, of Newcastle's attack whatsoever, and they could do what they want in, in, in attack ourselves. Same with Manchester United. You have a player like Matic who just sits, who, who's, who's able to play that position and doesn't want to go forward, or even if you're playing in a, in a flat three, can just hold that position. I talked about, I've spoken about Oriel Romeo. He did it brilliantly for Southampton yesterday. Brilliantly for Southampton. We just don't have that at the moment. And that's before you get at, listen, look, the ball went up, went up top and, and we couldn't hold it up there. So therefore we couldn't get any ingenuity. And the only, the only kind of purchase we had, we had through the whole game was getting the ball to Luca Dean, our left back. Our left back was the only attacking intent we had today. It's bad game planning, I'm afraid. Bad game of play, game planning. But um, this is a good point as well. Alfie's Reef, it was a horrible stop start game and it did not help us at all. But that's where you need somebody in the middle of the field to turn around and say, listen, lads, you need to grab this by the scruff of the neck. Let's start doing this. Let's start moving into these positions. They can all see what's going on. They can see what's going on better than the guys in the touchline. The touchline is the worst place in the world to watch a football game from. The guys in the field will be able to see what's going on a small bit better. And, and, and you know, small bit, small bit leadership further up the field, I, I, I think doesn't go astray. And I'm going to continue seeing it and saying it until I see it. But it just wasn't there today. Paul Marsonville, legend, totally ruined my birthday. <laughs> Cheers, Villa. It's my better half's birthday as well today. So as you can tell, she's probably delighted the fact that I'm um, 
<laughs> the mood I'm in at the moment as well. Uh, Macadamia says that was ugly. It was, it was as ugly as it gets. Awful in midfield, didn't compete at all. Watkins looked like a kid chasing a balloon with his feet. Um, uh, where else have we? I think regards to this. Yeah. It's, I don't know how much longer the podcast is going to be, guys, because, look, as I say, it's uh, what, what another thing, that, that, and I'm just getting things off my chest here. I'm sure I'm going to regret half of these. I haven't said anything too bad, but I'm sure I'm going to regret half of these hot takes I'm going to come out with in a moment. But we looked like a team who were hanging their head after, after losing the two-goal lead to Leeds. And we looked like a team that hung their head after we lost the goals to Wolves at the start of the season. So, like, I'm not saying leadership and composure for the sake of it because it's a three-word slogan. That's not that's not what I'm doing. It I'm doing it because I've seen it. I saw it against, like, I saw it after 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 the Wolves game. We saw this happen to the majority group of players here, and arguably you could say that again today. They were afraid. There was a lot of they, they, they were afraid is the wrong word, but it was a timid performance. Um, of players more happy to kind of give out to the ref than they were to kind of turn around and talk to talk to each other. And look, I'll probably regret that, but that's the way I felt about it in the in, in, in the heat of the moment. And that's worrying. That's that I hate that. I hate that because um you can have whatever coaching staff, you can have whatever talisman, whatever leader on the sideline. That needs to be that needs to go. Big style. Big style. And uh, we haven't earned the right to do that yet. Haven't done the right to look to look introspectively at the way we were playing ourselves as a team, and we were bad today, unfortunately. Um, I this is one of the ones where I'm looking. I go, "Where's Paddy? Where's Paddy?" So I can just bounce something off him and let him go nuts for half an hour. <laughs> but I'm sure he's glad not to have to do this podcast after that game today. Um. Yeah. Uh, that's and and this is true from Claudia with a chance of UFOs. All these supposedly winnable games. Like we've been here before. We've been here before with this team. Supposedly winnable games. Um and we will turn it around. I'm not saying we can't turn it around. Like I'm not calling for people's heads or selling people here. I'm just talking about, you know, there need something needs to change within the way we either set up. The way we do, the way uh, you know, there there needs to be some sort of injection of, of of Leah, and I don't know how to do it. That's the thing. All short of Gary Mack tagging out himself and playing in a number ten position, or Stephen Gerrard, I just don't know how you get that experience from the line onto the field, because today it was today it felt like they're just it was a case of let's get it out to our fullbacks and see what happens. Or let's go along up to Ollie Watkins, see what happens. And for a professional football team, and yes, Newcastle are a professional football team as well. And they and they did a fantastic job today. But, but you shouldn't really be hoping. You shouldn't really be hoping that, that something happens when you do when 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 you're set up to play a certain way. Um and as I say, like what you call him, got man, Dan Byrne got man a match. But for me, John Joe Shelby was the complete another difference today. He just stopped everything we had going through the middle, forced us wide. And once we go wide, you're crossing the ball into Ali Watkins and the lads, uh, but the two the two tens that are in there against Dan Byrne, Fabian Shar, Joe Linton, Joe Linton as well, by the way. Uh, 
Martinelli gets booked for two for two fouls more or less in the same phase of play. John Linton literally committed eight fouls in a row um, when he was pulling back Emmy Buendia, but not calling for players to be sent off. But it's just frustrating. That is like you know it's that and that's they, they stopped us from playing and they did it a really good way and we had no answer to it and that is me so deflated. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen when we've this guy behind me here playing. Shouldn't happen when we've thirty eight million pounds worth of uh, Buendia playing. Shouldn't happen when we've got former England striker Ali Watkins playing. Shouldn't happen when we've got, uh, you know, I could go on and on. <sighs> um, thanks, Sam. Thank you so much, Sam, for that. I really appreciate it. Thanks for doing these, Neil. Really helps decompress after a tough game to watch. Yeah, and and like as I say, Sam, I I I, I thought about coming on here and being all piss and vinegar. And shouting and roaring and flapping my hands up and down, but like, like I shouldn't have to feel that way. Nor should nor should we have to feel that way when uh, after after a game. But it is important to kind of you know talk it out and kind of get over it, I suppose as well. And uh, I'll be honest with you, that's the hundred and however many people are here. You guys are really helping <laughs> me to decompress after this because I well I feel deflated and feel frustrated after it. It is um. You know, it's uh, it would be an awful lot worse if I was staring at the walls inside at walls inside at home. Um, thank you very much, Nathan. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, and and this is this is from Sweet Karma. That is that is true. We had a lot of passes go astray. The one that just sticks out in, in my mind that I found really really frustrating, and I think there's something going to fall off the wall. We might get a bit of. Bit of light entertainment here. Behind me, something I think is going to fall off the wall any moment. I just heard some, uh, what sounded like an adhesive unadhese itself in the back of something there. Um, what, what stands out to me there is, McGinn, we, we, had a, we had a free kick just inside our own half. And McGinn passed the ball directly, I think it was, to Emil Kraft. And then within the space of like eight seconds, they had a throw-in on the edge of our box. You know, and... It was just, it just, the pass didn't need to be made, you know, and it was so far, far astray, you know, and, and it led to us not having any, not having enough shots on target. And, and, and you know, you're kind of relying then on, on, on something going right. No, and let's not, let's not beat around the bush here, as I said, that Newcastle, Newcastle didn't, didn't play us off the pack. I knew it. I knew something was going to fall off behind me. Well, <laughs> That's probably the end of the podcast, I think, because that's broken. Lucky it didn't take me out. Um, <laughs> composure, Neil, composure. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's the, the, this one's going to sting. It's going to take a lot of time to get over. There's going to be a lot of spotlights on a lot of players next game. We If we go out and we have another performance like this, then the, the, the kind of camera, Neil, here that isn't flapping around may not be here the next time because... The thing that, as I said, that annoyed me the most about this game was that, yes, the players looked devoid of ideas. And but what happened? What what I feel is that we were set up to not play it correctly in this game as well. And sometimes it can be hard to shift gears when that's done. Uh, right before anything else falls off the wall here, because there seems I might have to go and exercise my room here because there seems to be some sort of some sort of unholy spirit in here. 
Um, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, the ghost of Villa Park. Or the ghost of Villa Park knocked Neil's picture off. Exactly, yeah. See, look what happens. The place falls apart when my positivity wanes. So that's why I need to stay positive so things, so the world stays its... Uh, uh, stays <laughs> stays together and thank you so much Rod I really really appreciate that uh, Rod says not good but let's assume Gerard will approve us the next few games Tyrone played good I thought Ings has to start and look that that's correct we all came in here with question marks over Tyrone Mings our captain and I think I think Tyrone Mings played very well today um, I don't think he got much protection at corners from um, from the referee uh, Dan Byrne being a yellow card and next thing Dan Byrne holding evidence in his hand of, of foul play should like I never understand that, you know. I, I, I don't think I'll ever understand that because if you rip someone's jersey and it's in your hand when the referee comes over to you, how can you be innocent of not getting another yellow card? Beside the point, wouldn't have changed the game. But I think Tyrone Mings did play well today, thought he played very well, actually, in fairness. Um, and I think the time has come for, for, for a change up top. Yeah. Do you know what? Sad and all as it sounds, and it's probably sad and all isn't the word to use, but strange and all as it sounds. Keenan Davis up top today would have thrown the cat among the pigeons. We couldn't get anything to stick. Um, but that's a conversation for another day, and that's me being very dejected talking about that at the moment. But yes, there needs to be changes up top, and uh, I think there needs to be changes in the field. Um, right, I am... I am going to leave it at that, guys. Um, and I'm going to leave it with this as well. Uh, Junior Bennett, you got the, I think you're the first comment and you're going to have the last comment today. Uh, and it says, I'm sure Gerard can see the problems and who will be gone uh, and and who they'll be gone and who they will be gone. <laughs> it's a season, season of stability now and all guns blazing next season. Tyrone played well. I agree. I agree. Um, guys, yeah, I'm even struggling to read uh, to read comments now, so I'm going to leave it at that. Listen, thank you so much to everybody for checking in and listening. Hopefully this makes the makes it even a small bit easier. Thanks a million for all the comments. I'm going to come back with Patty during the week. Probably won't be tomorrow. Um, it'll probably be, probably be Tuesday, and we'll do Tuesday, Thursday um, next week for, for podcasting. But thanks a million, everybody, for the Team Shoot Tantrum today. Thanks for joining me here again. Look, it wasn't the result we wanted, bit deflated but let's um yeah let's regroup and let's see what happens with Aston Villa football club in the coming days so thanks very much everybody for watching and look no matter what the result all that's left to say is up the villa Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.